is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, London is Blue fans, welcome back to another episode of the 2023 Keep Sell Alone series. This is not Brandon, it is producer Jake here to intro Brandon and the guys as they get into the midfielders. If you didn't already listen to part one, go back and listen to it. Essentially, this is one big recording cut up into three chunks. Yesterday was all about the goalkeepers and defenders. Today's all about the midfielders, and tomorrow's all about the attackers. So make sure you get each episode in, and uh, make sure you're here tomorrow for the attackers. All right, let's get into it. We're going to continue on the journey through the roster, though, with some midfielders. Uh, Dan, giving us a layup to kick it off. Enzo, who signed, uh, I think, a seven-year deal and has already been extended for eight. Uh, this will be pretty straightforward. Um, he's going to be here until he's old and gray. 98.5% said keep, right? So um, in that perspective, we're all keeping. But I guess the question is, as this midfield starts to take on a new shape and a new identity, that's what I'm going to find fascinating. What is his best position? Who goes around him? Um, he was very much kind of the last player, box to box, uh, played some beautiful balls in. Dan, he's got a lot of tools, a lot of weapons. No Jorginho, so we've got flexibility now in front of us. Push him forward. Let him contribute to the attack and let others do a bit more of the dirty work to help ensure that we retain possession of the ball, that we recycle it, and that we're reloading multiple times on the attack to try again and again and again if necessary. Hopefully it doesn't take 10 shots for a goal or 20 shots for a goal to come out like it did in this season at times. It would be better if it was like two to three times. Uh, Okay, now we get a goal. That is where... I would like to see Enzo next season again. He is the meme. He will be uh, old and gray by the time he is uh, a, not in a Chelsea shirt or not a Chelsea player anymore. But this is a an evident keep. Um, and I think maybe the question then starts to become about, well, like, who is he going to partner with? Because this is a position where there is a lot of unshaky ground or, or shaky ground rather for the players who are around him who are on maybe the older type of contract who are maybe not necessarily as fit or as healthy and as available as he was which i think was the the true testament to me that we had like this really talented guy who came in you know basically dropped in to a side that was very much struggling for the entirety of the season and was able to just do the same thing he had been doing from <laughs> from Portugal to England. Great, phenomenal buy. I, I I love the fact that he is here at Chelsea. I just the only thing I have to say on this one is you have to make him an an actual eight. You have to get him closer to goal where he can do a majority of the damage that I think he's capable of doing. And you have to make the midfield around him, right? You spend all this money on him, Joe. This this has to be the guy that you build. That's the question, Joe. What what do you think his best position is? Because I think that then, you know, forms the needs around him. Is it an eight? Um, is it some hybrid position? What do you think? I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's an eight, but he's just, I think he's just credited, just got so many skills with it, hasn't he? I mean, you can play him deep and he can dictate game from, from very deep in the pitch. But I, I think given how little creativity, how little passing quality we've got in the final third, his ability to just see things that other players cannot you know, you have to put him higher up. Then I think that then dictates the kind of player that you want to put alongside him. And I think he, you know, he's an he's an obvious keep. And and probably the the last point on him that I want to make is there was a, a clip or a, a still image of the 
the Manchester United game where he's literally the only Chelsea player giving some sort of fight and effort. And he's surrounded by like eight players, it looks like at one point. He is a Chelsea player who would have fit in any era that we've seen, certainly post, you know, Abramovich and and and, and sort of this, you know, kind of this century in terms of the the kind of players uh, that, we, that we've seen in the past, that mentality, that desire, that drive. Um, we need to surround him with players now who have that similar desire and, and, and strength and will to win. And I think you saw that kind of in the United game where he was just the only player really who looked like he was he was kind of there and, and present and fighting. And, you know, now it's a question of, of surrounding with the players. I think, you know, uh, an eight or a six hybrid, if we're playing a double pivot, if it's this 4-2-3-1, he'll probably be the more offensively minded player there. And you're hoping that he can get a little bit closer to the goal. He's got a good shot on him as well as obviously the passing ability. But I think the player that partners him is going to be incredibly important, whether that is either as a a six in a you know in a three man midfield or as a as sort of a, a out and out pivot partner. So that that purchase is going to be incredibly important. But he he stays, and I think he is the player that you you kind of start trying to build this this team around in terms of the the creative element. Certainly, yeah, life's easy when you got Enzo in the middle. Uh, he was the massive upgrade Tweeds you and I had been yelling for for multiple seasons. Uh, yeah. I think we had really been focused on the midfield for for a long time. I know attack is easy, but you and I were saying the service to attack is also a problem, and he's shown that he can do that, which is great. Angola Conte up next. 65% said keep, 35% said sell. I don't think we have a choice of selling at this point. No. So, Nick, the question is, can you extend him or he's gone on a free? At this point, those are your two options. We've seen, again, at the end of the season, just how good he is. You will never, ever catch me saying sell N'Golo Kante ever again. Nope. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think in a year of flux, this is very much like the Thiago Silva um, sentiment I had earlier, which is if he wants to be here, then he's here. Um, and you figure out and a, a rotation schedule that keeps him healthy. Cause obviously injury riddled, the whole squad is, he is a main factor in that right out for six months with a, a hamstring injury. This is a, a player who is as dynamic as it gets when he's in there, who can do so many things for you. Uh, when he's playing, but I think the injury worries, uh, Dan, are the things that keep people up at night with him, and I think that's a fair enough assessment, but for me, if he says, hey, I want to play for Poch, and I want to be here for two more years, sign him up. You can't plan for him to be a starter. You can't plan for him to be available just with the way his injury trajectory has gone, and so it's not a matter of you don't want player of N'Golo Conte's maximum potential of being available. It's a situation of if you're trying to rely upon him for 38 games in the season, what's your risk tolerance for him being the starter? And I think that's probably the big question. And so if he's going to be rotational, if he's going to potentially only play 60% of minutes, that's that's I think where the the big kind of question mark is. And that's where I think given the option to potentially uh, bring in other players in this area who would be, you know, playing 70, 80, 90% of the minutes available to them is probably where I think it, it's a unfortunate one, Joe, but I think this is where maybe like a release, it just makes more sense for every party, particularly as we're trying to chart this new path forward. 
I think with, with Kante, you're always going to have periods during a season where you get that glimpse of the quality that we've seen him have from winning Premier League titles to having probably the three best back-to-back games I can recall a Chelsea player having in Europe, you know, on to winning the Champions League final. You are going to get glimpses of that quality. I think the problem comes again from sort of taking my, my sort of two, three-year view is that Kante is such a, a fundamentally game-changing player for Chelsea when he's at his best that style of football that you're playing, the game model that you develop for Kante to be fit, available every week, the departure from that, as we've seen when he's he's not been here for like the past one, two seasons in terms of availability, the departure from that skill set is it's not fillable by any player in world football. So and unless he is this summer going to be be you know ready for 80% of the minutes or whatever it might be, it for me doesn't make sense now to invest a style of play that is literally based on a condition that Kante is fit. And some managers have had the ability where Kante has played every minute under the sun. And, you know, you can see the difference that he makes as a player. And in theory, you know, Kante, a 28-year-old Kante partnering Enzo Fernandez is the basis of a Premier League title winning midfield. My concern is certainly what we've seen last season and, 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 and certainly the season before that as well, or the season that's just ended, I should say, is that he's so fundamentally incredible and, and almost irreplaceable in the skill set that he brings. When he's not there it almost makes all of that coaching that you've done with him in the team completely redundant because there's there are no constituent parts or he can't be made up for in any particular way. So I think, again, he has earned the right to potentially leave the club and go and return to France. Maybe it's PSG or maybe whoever it's going to be, have a little bit of a, an easier life playing a, a, a bit of a different cadence because I think if he's here, he has to be a fundamental part of your plans for the next two, three seasons. And I just don't think the fitness concerns that he's got is going to allow him to do that. So the only reason I'm saying that he has to go is that I'm looking at, at a future of Chelsea that isn't reliant on this superhuman ability set that he has and trying to transition away to something which is a bit more manageable, which is Enzo plus somebody who can play alongside him for 90% of the games we're going to see. I agree with the first thing you said and not the second, Joe. He <laughs> is irreplaceable. No one can do his skill set. If we're in transition with this season, if things go rocky because you are bringing a bunch of midfielders, he could bring calm. He could help settle, right? Because he is a bit of a cheat code. We spent so much time trying to convince him and get him to sign. At this point, it would it just seems silly not to. Um, and any manager would love him. I just, one more season to transition it, get him a one year, let him go for free after that. Uh, if you can keep him, you might as well. All right. Producer Jake is back in the house to say this is the first ad break. Thank you so much to our sponsors. They keep this show alive. They let us do all kinds of new content. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with 5,000 plus servers. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You can receive a huge discount on a two year plan with one month free. We all love the binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an effective file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with our 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try 
And if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check it out. My link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. We have Mateo Kovacic next. 90% saying sell. I wonder, Nick, if this is because the rumors are so strong that he's looking to exit. Everyone is just saying, hey, okay, handshake, agree, make a little bit of money potentially off him. Uh, With Kovacic, he, let me double check real quick. So he's 29 and he has one year left left on his his contract. Yep. So this would be the time to cash in. Yeah, it's the right time. It's a player who, like Conte, has been injured just as often. You know, I think actually Conte surpassed him in injury minutes this year just due to the, the long, long layoff. But uh, before this, he was actually more injured, played less matches than N'Golo Conte did. Crazy. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, he's just not a – he's not a serious option if you're trying to build a midfield, right? And, like, I, and not because he's not skillful, not because he hasn't delivered a lot for Chelsea, but it's – it's, he's just not available. Um, and if you gave me the option of having one or two injured players to uh, potentially have in your midfield, it's absolutely N'Golo Conte. It's absolutely not Mateo Kovacic. We thank him for his service, and we sell him to Manchester City, where he will no doubtedly start. That's that's the big thing that people are going to highlight when we kind of say, well, wait a minute, all of you are looking to sell this player to Manchester City, a team that is... Uh, on the verge of winning uh, a third hit trophy, one that they have never won before. And uh, gosh, I, I really hope that that doesn't happen for him, but sure. it just looks inevitable at this point. The issue is availability, and the issue is contract situation. It does not seem like there is a desire to extend. Manchester City need rotational depth in that area. I think effectively he would be the replacement for Gundogan, that is very interesting because one player scores goals and the other player does not. <laughs> one player scores bangers. Oh Absolute God. bangers. Yeah. Uh, Gundo Gang uh, two seasons ago in FPL was a lot of fun. This just is a matter of he doesn't want necessarily to extend or is unlikely to extend. We can't get that done. This is the time to sell. It's again, no one no one's upset, right? Like he was a, a massive part of us winning a Champions League title. We thank him for his service. And now we look at other players who, you know, in our squad who who might be able to be promoted. So the next one we have is Ruben Loftus Cheek. Eighty four percent saying sell, sixteen percent saying keep. I also wonder, Joe, if the strong links to him going to Italy have kind of helped sway the votes here. What has Ruben done wrong? Nothing. If anything, it almost seems like, hey, you got an opportunity. He's seen his his friends go to Italy, be successful, Vic and Tammy. Maybe he feels like his it's his turn to go do something like that, and it's just kind of run its course. But Ruben does it all. The human Swiss Army knife on a football pitch. What are your takes on Ruben's uh, ability to stay, be in the squad, or is it the right time to go? I think, again, I look at him as somebody who can play in a, a pivot, can play in a three. Obviously, we've seen him have some some pretty decent minutes at, at wingback as well in terms of that kind of multifunctional skill set that he has. I just see, you know, the last game of the season, sort of the, the kind of waving goodbye to the crowd. And I think the opportunity, particularly for him to join a team like Milan, play with Tomori, you know, particularly Italian football, I think would suit him immensely well in terms of his his traits and I think his skill set as well. 
Again, I'm looking at him as a piece of the puzzle that I would keep as a squad player. I think, you know, he has that ability to rotate in. You do get a good standard of performance from him. You know, I think we're, we're at that point now where we're never really going to see whether Loftus-Cheek, sort of the post-injury, that kind of, I guess that season under Sorry, where he looked like he was starting to not just take the next step, but potentially become a a, a really kind of important player for Chelsea. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see a position now where Ruben gets back to to that sort of level in terms of goals and in terms of assists and in terms of just his his overall kind of dynamism and impact on games. I think now he's more of he's kind of kind of almost reinvented himself as a a very kind of steady midfield presence, somebody who is very good at, at maintaining possession. And and I think what we've seen this season is largely now his his kind of ceiling. I would say in a Chelsea shirt. So I would I would have kept him purely because I think as a as a squad player, as somebody who rotates in, I think as somebody who is you know kind of feels feels Chelsea in a slightly different way to most players as well. Um, you know, looked genuinely upset when he was he was kind of substituted off and. You know, I think there's there's a lot to say for him and his, his character and what he's come back from as a player. Certainly, you know, you look at how he was possibly, I say possibly, in my opinion, definitely mishandled in the early part of his career, sort of the, the loans and just the lack of, of minutes while he stayed at Chelsea over a number of years. And when he got himself into a position to finally play for the club and, and sort of, you know, kind of move here, obviously he has a kind of career trajectory changing injury in a, in a friendly um, so we'll never really know if he's going to be that. Well, we'll never really know what might have happened if that injury hadn't occurred. But I think this is probably the right time for him to to depart for new pastures. And I certainly look at, at you know AC Milan and certainly Serie A as a a league for him to go and showcase his his abilities. You know, probably the pace will more will kind of suit him better. You know, his his athletic qualities will shine more there. Um, and I think it's a really really positive step for him as a, on a personal level. But another player that if you're looking at minutes in terms of wing back, in terms of midfield rotation, it's another gap to fill, which is difficult. But again, to the salary point, this is a guy who's on what, 120, 140k a week. I'm guessing the club are looking at him as a rotation player, as a squad player and, and this new wage policy that's coming in. He's not worth that money on their books. So I'm assuming that they are going to sell him. Yeah, I mean, once he did kind of the, the clap off the pitch, it kind of felt like that was... Uh, yeah done and dusted unfortunately it's a player that i've really loved brandon um and i'm i'm sad it didn't work out better frankly um but yeah it kind of feels like it's time injuries obviously the root cause of that right obviously manager after manager it, it was not an, a, a simple time at chelsea but um i think the club did right by him uh gave him as much time and opportunity to develop as he could which is great here's where you get into squad comp problems the next one's mason mount only 62% of people want to keep him. 37% said bin him off, sell him. Ridiculous. We know he is a bit of a lightning rod player. These Manchester United rumors happening. These he wants to go. They can't get a contract situation. Now we're starting to get into how many players are going to leave. Mason owns this, right? If he wants to go, he's gone, right? His future is in his hands. Ruben, probably a little bit of the same. But now all of a sudden you're like, how many departures do we have? And if we're classifying Mason as a midfielder... Where do we go? Because, like, what if I want Mason in my team? But, Dan, what if Mason decides he needs to leave? All of a sudden, is if you let Ruben go, do we have more signings? There's a ripple effect. That's all I'm saying. I think we, everybody here, loves Mason. We all said keep. There's no doubt about it. But the problem is, what does Mason want? Because I think that is really what it comes down to at this point. What does Mason want? Is there a contract available? We don't know if a conversation has taken place at time of recording on June 4th. 
of the year. If Pochettino and Mason have had the last-ditch effort to try and retain his services at the club, we, you know, we've seen reporting from likely every side, from the agent-player side, from the club side, and from the buying club's side as what everybody would like to have happen. Um, there are United fans who seem really, really excited about the prospect of getting Mason Mount. I would be as well if I was a team looking for a player that can have a double-digit goal and assist contribution when he's absolutely healthy and in a team that's firing. I would not love the fact that he's helping a team that uh, just scraped by getting into top four again this season, probably not have any issue doing that again next year. But just playing the the money ball aspect of it if you are pressed in the situation where you have to sell him joe and it is something like it is to manchester united rather than arsenal again i i hate even doing the theory part of this but this is the keep sell loan element this is the the tough task that we were asked to do you have to be pushing for 70 80 million pounds and, and like just some obscene evaluation to even get close to uh, getting some type of actual market value in return for Mason. Yeah, I mean, I think that's ultimately the conversation. I mean, I, you know, completely, completely would, would keep him. I think, you know, when you're looking at him at his best, and I just went and looked back at some of his his sort of data from the, the couple of seasons he had here when he was actually sort of in form, and you know, there's this sort of perception that he's not this kind of creative player, and yet his kind of all of his expected assist statistics, his shot scoring creation, uh, shot scoring creation um, sort of actions, all of these kind of metrics that you can find on FB Ref. You know, he's in the top 10 in the Premier League every single season. He's in, in some of them, he's in the top five in Europe in terms of these attacking metrics. And, you know, you, you combine that sort of sneaky output with the fact that at his peak, his work rate, his ability to press this modern kind of forward skill set he has, it's no surprise that teams like, you know, Manchester United and Arsenal and others are are interested in him because he is, I think, very clearly a player who is good enough to be part of a, a title-winning squad and certainly a, a team that, that wants to start challenging Manchester City. Um, it has to be £70, £80 million. Pounds. You know, he's he's English, he's an England international. He has, um, you know, so much football ahead of him in terms of his, his career. We have to look at that sort of fee for him because ultimately, and, and as much as, you know, there'll be people that don't rate him, you know, will we'll kind of say the fee represents the, the the quality that he has. And, you know, it's, it will take us that sort of money to replace not just the 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 minutes that he's he's sort of taken up over the past two, three seasons, but also just the the output, you know, the no coincidence that in Mason Mount's kind of down season where he's he's been playing for injuries, that Chelsea's kind of ability to score has has almost vanished into into the, you know, the, the horizon. So, you know, he's going to be a, a really, really difficult player for us to replace. And, it's, uh, it's it's going to be a shame if, if this move does happen. You're just sort of hoping now that there is one final push from Pochettino coming in because, you know, if you're talking about a forward that has every possible Pochettino trait, it's Mason Mount. You know, that that is the ideal kind of Pochettino forward. Um, so I'm hoping that there is some sense being, being spoken about and, and maybe there is a final kind of reclamation act in terms of the final sort of contract that, that's being put on the table. But at the moment, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And in which case it's, 70 or 80 million or maybe you just you keep him around for a season and, and, and he sees out his contract which given that the the financial position the club are in I don't think that's going to happen so that seems to I, I guess suggest that it's a it's a transfer this summer which is is a shame but that's that feels like it's the only option on the table I mean just stats right 
in the Premier League, 27 goals, 22 assists the last four seasons. Obviously, barely played this season. I think he only played 24 matches, where in the previous seasons he played 37, 36, 32, right? So drop off in terms of minutes played. You're going to lose 27 goals and 22 assists and be better. I, I mean, I, I don't see that happening in a club that has uh, ridiculous goal scoring, goal making problems, right? Like just tough uh, to, to grapple with. Um, he's a leader. I think you should be captain. If you sell him, I think you look ridiculous and it would, uh, I think it would set us back from a culture standpoint even more than it does from a playing standpoint. So that's my piece on Mason Mount. I think he he is a great player. He has the possibility of getting better as he heads into the prime of his career. What else is there to say? 24 and a half years old, right? Not even 25. 36 caps for England alone with five goals there. He knows the club. Uh, captain material. I know he's polarizing. I don't know why he's polarizing. Pochettino would win so many fans over if he could get Mason to stay, even if it was without an extension. Um, it it just it has to be priority number one. It would devastate a lot of the balance in the team if he goes because he's kind of the middle guy, right? Like whether it's him and Chilwell, him and Reese, him and Trevo, him and whoever, he's the nucleus of this team, whether you like it or not. All right. After the bomb that is Mason Mount, we will get into our last ad break of the episode real quick and be back into the action for our last midfielders. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And if you're anything like me, you break sunglasses a lot, so this is helpful. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence. They have your back long after you make your purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Shady Rays Memorial Day Sale is live right now. Go to ShadyRays.com and get 35% off all sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's right. Go to ShadyRays.com. Connor Gallagher up next. 45% said keep. This surprised me. 53% said sell. Is this just a cash grab, Dan? Is people just looking to to transact on a, off a young player to get some money in? It seems like it. I mean, look, we we are going to raise from, from what we've done already. We we've raised some substantial funds to 
uh, get us on the right side of FPP. We're not even considering the fact that Chelsea have some type of looming shirt sponsorship deal coming at some point that that would hopefully add even more dollars to to the coffers. But ultimately, my mode of the keep is because even though I said let's keep base amount, like I just so I don't get hurt. I hope he stays, but I am I'm just living in a reality where that doesn't happen. So if that doesn't happen, Gallagher then becomes an individual that I think you keep in order to have that midfield depth. I think it does put us in the position where you need to sign two midfielders instead of one midfielder. But this is a scenario I think where the valuation for the player has always been in the I would say around 35 to 40 million. And we know that Everton were very close to getting a deal across the line the beginning part of last season, Joe. So ultimately, this is one where it feels like the consensus is to sell him because you're going to get a high value. Maybe you keep Mason, but also in a reality where you don't keep Mason, you likely need to be keeping Connor Gallagher. Yeah. And again, if we're looking at traits of successful Pochettino players, Connor Gallagher is essentially a box ticker in pretty much every line item you can think of. So I think in terms of keeping him, you keep him and, and maybe you're kind of reevaluating his minutes and the fit again come January. I think they're always going to be suitors for Gallagher. You know, look at the Palace loan that he had. I think there were clubs certainly in the, in the league that would pay 40, 50 million pounds for him. So I think that's always going to be there. And, and maybe I'm looking at somebody like Newcastle where he would be an incredible fit in an, in an Eddie Howe side in the way that they play. Um, but again, I think you have to give him the opportunity to see if there is a, a style of player, if there is a role for him in this kind of Pochettino um, game model going forward, because, you know, fundamentally, we lack players who have his grit determination. Yes, you know, we know he needs to not get a yellow card every 35 seconds during a game. Um, but I think from a raw skill set standpoint, he's going to be somebody that Pochettino will find a use for. Um, and again, I think when we're looking at possibility of losing Mesa, we're looking at possibility of other players in, in midfield going, Kovacic, etc. You've got to try and create some sort of semblance of continuity. And I think Gallagher is, is good enough, certainly, to, to be given the, the chance to, to see what's there, particularly if we are switching to a, a midfield three and, and playing that a little bit more of a prominently next season. If Mace goes, you can't lose Connor too. That's kind of the, the situation. I don't know why it would be a choice, frankly, but um, yeah. I mean, pick your pick your poison here. You, you cannot sell both. That would be absolutely ridiculous. Connor has impressed me with his work rate and effort and commitment to the cause this season. He's also shown he can do everything. He can tackle. He can pass. He can score goals. There's a lot of those things that you don't see in the modern professional today. His his effort, a plus effort, as a manager, as a teammate you know you can rely on him. He's going to do the things that a lot of other pros on Big Money won't. I don't, like, we don't know what his ceiling is. He has so much more to grow into and give. I'm good. He's 23. Michael Jordan season. Like, let's go. Run it back. See what he can do. Uh, I'm excited. Poch is going to love him. All we know is that Poch loves people who run. Connor's got to be smiling on whatever beach he's at right now because that guy runs his socks off. Uh, another one, young, on the edge here, Carney Chukwemeka. Uh, had some injuries, had some illnesses. Uh, he was always going to be a long shot, though, if he really jumped into the squad and made an impact. Tweedy said loan, probably because we're going to be bringing in some midfielders. What's your assessment on on Chukwemeka and kind of where he fits into the the pieces 
at Chelsea because he was always one for the future. Yeah, I think he's incredibly talented. I think my concerns are looking at the end of the season, a lot of the kind of comments that Lampard was making around players earning the right to play, etc. Chukwameka didn't feature that much. So I think that there is possibly, I think, an element that he needs to mature as a player, whether that is, you know, Lampard mentioning the the levels in training and maybe he's not a great trainer or, or whatever whatever that is. But I would have expected him to have featured a bit more just purely based on him being a, a, a kind of, I guess, a, somebody that, that has the ability to be a, a sort of centrepiece of the Chelsea team in the, in the future. I think he may need a loan um, if we're going to sign a handful of, of midfielders or we're going to bring a couple of players in because... I'm not sure, you know, 38 games and some cup competitions this season, if the squad is going to be stretched that thin where he becomes a, a default starter. I think he just needs to go on a, a process of, of refining his game, kind of determining what sort of player he 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 wants to be, what kind of midfielder he wants to be as well. Um, and alone maybe is, is the best option in, for him in terms of getting minutes. If we are losing Cover, Mason, if Connor is, is somebody that the club are looking to sell, then he probably sticks around because you, you, you'll you need him just for depth purposes. But I'm looking at him as somebody who has certainly got the talent and the ability to be a, a pretty influential player in the Premier League for Chelsea. Um, and what is the best way of, of getting him to to be that sort of player? Is it to back up uh, you know Enzo Fernandez plus maybe one or two other players who are coming in? Uh, maybe he's the fourth choice midfielder in, in that conversation, in which case maybe it, it, it makes sense for him to stay around. But I want to look at him as a, as a player that has a, a pretty decent future at Chelsea. And I think that will be, for me, getting him the, the opportunity to go on loan and play uh, regularly for a season and just see where that takes yeah. him because he's he's close, he's close. But it's it's that, I guess, it's the age-old question of is does he learn while he's sitting there developing, not playing, or can he go and play maybe at a lesser team but play every game and, and see where he, he lands in a, in, in a season's time? Send him to Villa. The real, <laughs> the real shit posting on that. Matt Law would be happy, kind of. <laughs> I think I think Matt was even surprised he didn't go on loan this year. Yeah. So it, it would make sense to to get him a really high quality loan. And, you know, if it could be in the Premier League, great, or if it's somewhere else, you know, just make sure that's the right development cycle, then he's playing in a position that we want him to be in in the future, because he's another one of these tweeners that could play a lot of different roles. And we know he's a great ball carrier, but I think there's some other sides of his game that he has to develop into. And so that's just one for me where I'm like, this is a critical one. You have to figure out who this guy really is, who he wants to be, and then get him experience playing in that role consistently. Otherwise, it's another one of these lost assets, I think. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, another young one, Andre Santos. We haven't really got to see him, but he blew up the U20 World Cup in all the right ways. 60% said keep. 38% said loan. Right. So there's uh, definitely a, a close to an even split. I kind of approach this, Dan, is Chukwameka or Santos. I feel like Chukwameka did his season of integrating into the Chelsea squad. Obviously, he's been in England in the Premier League, so it's not that big of an adjustment. I think you send him out. I think with Andre Santos, you bring him in. You let him adjust to life in England in the familiarity of Chelsea, where we have the infrastructure, they have the team and everyone around him, just let him adjust. And then maybe he's like your sixth midfielder, right? Who who plays in the League Cup and things like that. That's how I'm thinking to build my squad. And also, he's just exciting. Yeah, that, that was my number, right? Six midfielders, likely, if you've got a midfield three, he would be the person 
you know, I think I also uh, to make Hall fit into the side and also get Matson in. Uh, Hall is a midfielder in my my book, so Santos to me is one. Now we there was the work per- permit issue in the winter, which prevented us from bringing him in. I would hope at this point he has shown that he has done enough to earn the necessary points to not have an issue getting his work visa for England heading into this upcoming season. Because I think I do think that he as an understudy of whether it's Enzo, whether it's Sugarte, whether it's a third midfielder yet to be named, that is going to be very, very beneficial. And look, the South American renaissance for Chelsea Football Club is back on the table. We are absolutely heading down a road of some exciting football, a lot of flair, and maybe, Nick, a thing that you love, near and dear to your heart, some shithousery as well. So welcome back, Chelsea Football Club. You're here. I I need it. I need it injected into my veins, some shithousery. Um, I I think this is a really interesting one uh, because... He seems to be more mature than his age would suggest, right? He is the captain of the Brazil uh, under-20 team. And Naz on on the most recent pod uh, last week said that he is absolutely, after this under-20 tournament, should never be an under-20 like representative again. Like, he's too good. Um, and I think he's exactly the profile of player that if he does come to the you know, the summer training camp in the States this summer, that could be the guy that sneaks in because I think Poch will fall in love with him based on everything that we know about him, Joe. And so this is one that I think if, if you have the opportunity to keep him and depending on how deals go this summer, who's involved, you know, whether you do get your top, you know, midfield signings or not, like could be one that really does a job. Otherwise a really good loan could, could benefit us with him. Part of me wants to see him go absolutely crazy in the championship. Part of me wants to see him go to just a really elite championship team that play good football and just let him have that sort of almost like an acclimatization phase in, in terms of England and getting used to it. The other part of me just likes the fact that he reminds me of Michael Essien a bit and I just want that in the team. The crazy tackles. He's like a weird hybrid of like Brazilian flair and like just shithousery and kicking. So it's it's kind of like the perfect player that I've always wanted to see is somebody who <laughs> could like turn and beat four people, but also two foot somebody in the head if they need to. So I really I'm really excited about him as a prospect. I think, you know, he incredible talent, obviously, maybe the goal scoring becomes a little bit of an anomaly and maybe he's not going to score 300 goals in a tournament every single time he plays. Um, but as a as a skill set, as a modern central midfielder, somebody who can carry, who can pass, who can get on the end of, of crosses, who's got a finish, who can win the ball, who's got physical presence. We haven't had players like that in this Chelsea team that have that full package and are top tier athletes for a long time. So, you know, it, it will boil down to, and get to your point, Nick, in terms of who who is left at the end of at the end of preseason. But I think a loan to a top championship team would really give him that that foundation. And I don't think he's one of these players that's going to take an awful lot of time to to find his feet. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've got high hopes for him. Whether that is a championship team or, or a prem team, whatever that loan looks like, but giving him that sort of first real taste of English football. Um, the thing is with him, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he just smashed preseason and, and became a, a fixture in the in the squad. But I think, again, he's another young player who needs to be playing minutes and needs game time. Um, but hypothetically, on the trajectory that he's on and the talent that he has, this is a guy that is a, a perfect foil to, to an Enzo Fernandez in a three-man midfield. He has that ability to, to be that 
box-to-box player to be that aggressive player that we've lacked. Um, so again, very, very high hopes for him. It was a huge, huge signing when we got him. Tried to get him over, couldn't get the the permissions, unfortunately. Seems like it'll all be clear for this next season. And it's probably just a good time. Come at the beginning of preseason. Um, it's a it's a it's a good transition. Let's see what he has. Welcome to America, Andre. You'll love it here. <laughs> Enjoy preseason. All right. And with the excitement of an Andre Santos coming into the USA tour, perhaps, that is the end of our midfielder section. So we are one sleep away when you're hearing this. From the finale, the exciting attackers section of the 2023 Keep Selling Loans series. So come back tomorrow. We'll see you then. And until then, keep the blue flag flying high.